Yo, 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 welcome back to Sloss and Humphreys on the road with me, Kai Humphreys, and he, Daniel Sloss. Classic Muggins and Cream episode for you here. Uh, we'll have a good old catch-up straight after Newcastle beat Liverpool 1-1. Uh, I was on my way to being drunk. I was a little bit giddy, I'll give you that. Um, Danny was on good form. We had a nice nat. We talked about comedy because he's back doing gigs and we're talking about tricky audiences. Talked a little bit Talked a little bit of shop. Remember we used to be comedians? Um also talked about how I've been getting back into my pot. I've been smoking a little bit of the wacky backy and some of the some of the mistakes I've made I've made while I've been high, which is fun. Um we're talking about Tom Walker raiding me on Twitch with three hundred people while I was grieving. Look, we're talking about a lot of things. Go out there and enjoy it because this is your jonglers. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. And that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rim job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? Alright, mate. And then we'll also. Oh, don't know, we'll do a clap as well. Just in case that makes it easier right. for you to edit. Aye. I think we're synchronised. I'm just going to leave all that in. <laughs> Aye, that's fair. Like, let, let, let them peek behind the curtain, which they've never had the chance to do before. Normally it's such a streamlined thing that I think that might be like a nice little I just, bonus. It's like when you see the outtakes for South Park and you're like, oh, I guess they're just regular people. <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> I just like that. Yes, to bleed as well right off the top. Yeah, just a little bit of blood trickling down the neck under the headphones. Nice, nice start. How how is your how is the last ten minutes of your life been? Mate, I fuck, I, I need a cig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke. I want a cigarette. Um, I fucking I'm I'm a little bit tipsy as well. I'm, a, I haven't I had watched. A, I had, had so, a couple so of beers. Just to update people, I Newcastle have literally just finished playing. Liverpool. That's why I like the podcast. Uh, the best team in the uh, fucking world. We've just been playing. The best fucking 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 best. How would a look like Gerard? He's got the look. <laughs> I mean, they must like look. Let's let's. They must have to fuck each other because there's no way anyone outside of that is fucking that accent. That's the I, only reason. Oh, if you haven't got, if you ha- still exists. If you haven't got a Scouse accent, you're not going out with a Scouse like. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, you're, not, you're not putting yourself through that for no fucking reason. Like you made for a bit. Right? <laughs> you made for a bit. You know what? Just got a pretty face and nice legs. I'll Aye. I'll carry on that. But you know, once you get used to it. <laughs> Aye, you're, oh, not, you're not. You're not. I can't de- put a baby in that because I can't hold something that calls me daddy or whatever. To <laughs> death till I part. You fucking die. You fucking die. <laughs> oh, I can't. I don't think I love you. I want to suck your dick. I like blowjobs, but you've just ruined it. <laughs> I want to suck your dick. Get your cock out. Six chicken nuggets and a crunchy McFrory. Anyway, I've had a couple of drinks. We beat Liverpool. We didn't beat them. <laughs> no, you didn't. Look, you just, look one, like we won 1-1, okay? We won 1-1. One, one. <laughs> One, we won one. Um, it was one nil to Liverpool. Our goalkeeper. For the longest time. Our, for, <laughs> and then we and then we won one one. <laughs> it's a Pete Holmes sketch. It's a fucking it's real. Sad. It's a real life Pete Holmes sketch. 
It was 1-1 one, one for the longest time and then we won 1-1. One, one. Won, 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 won. <laughs> Nothing to do with Pete Holmes' bid, just facts. Um, so, Daniel, I'll tell you what happened. For I, I feel like we've been talking about football more and more on the podcast. People that listen to this podcast are not interested in football. But look, Bill Bird... I think about six of them are. Bill Bird does it. <laughs> Bill Bird talks about NFL. Um, so... Uh, we scored an equaliser in the 93rd minute, Daniel. And I jumped around like fucking mad, right? And Is Colin at yours? Yeah, hi. Is this going to me? How do you get... <laughs> mate, how do you get him out of your house? Now that he's in... Well, what you do is... You, what, well, no, see, that's... <laughs> now that he's now in, I do to you. Well... Welcome to Colin Tag. He's yours now, motherfucker. Mate, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit out so much ambient noise from this fucking podcast because I can hear him scuttling through the vents. I didn't even how know did I had he, vents. How did he take it when you were just like, oh, by the way, I'm just gonna do a podcast which you've been on, by the way, and it's with your mate, but just stay in that other room, please. I literally invited him round and went, mate, I just need a breather. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, he could have also just been on this podcast. I know, but you could have just been. Oh, what? We just put a share a pair of fucking headphones. They're not one yeah, each headphones. I'd had to put them in like that. Oh, I don't have. Do you not have speakers? I. But then me Mike would pick it up. Oh, yeah, Daniel, technical stuff, isn't it? Technical you stuff. Know, I got a wee fucking a wee ox splitter. That would work, I. But however, it doesn't give us excuses to get him on. I'll take another one with him. I'll take another one with him where I just uh, gaslight him for an hour. How about that? I'll just psychologically abuse him for an hour. I will. I mean, I, I'd like to listen to him. <laughs> you might even sign up to Patreon for that one. <laughs> you haven't been able to listen to the Patreon episodes. I realised when I was on with Elliot, I said something, and I was like, Danny won't even be able to listen to this. He hasn't asked us for the password. <laughs> He's not getting any. He has to do one after my mark. I'm also, I'm not paying for my own fucking Patreon. No, I'm saying you, you can just log in. Oh, but, oh, I mean, I guess I could, but, you know, I tried, yeah, maybe. But look, last time, last time you and Elliot did the fucking podcast, uh, fucking Santa Pascal wrote a book about you. And now nah, you so should have heard him. Mate, don't listen to mate, it. you should have heard him going on about her as well. He just wouldn't shut up. I had to fucking tag him down. I had to rein, I had to rein him in, mate. I was like, fuck, mate, we're kind of clear the whole audio, like. <laughs> I was like, we can't do you, that. Could you, you kind of stop get... having a little side podcast, which is just you railing on Santa Pascal? Because look, I can feign ignorance because I've genuinely not listened to any of the podcasts that you and Elliot have done. Like, I listened to, I know about the conversation you had because you all fucking told me about it. Daniel, but Daniel, Daniel. Keep... Listen, I called her a whore, and I, did, oh, and I didn't edit it out. I just went, I. <laughs> I listened to one with you and Bart it was lovely what a nice just silly podcast what did you call pigs you police police inspector gadget called the pigs I was like oh this is, oh, yeah. this is fun this is the old <laughs> this is the vibe I get earlier on I just run the podcast into the ground mate um, so, so. You, just, you just go fucking incel Cucks in the fucking basement, gamer fucking gay. These fucking broads, I tell you another thing, the trying to get his fucking cancelled. Stop it. But uh, but on the plus side, uh, the listeners have got a drinking game where they have a shot every time Elliot says, Do you know what I mean? And they don't remember oh, anything great, so after 15 minutes. <laughs> 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 
Nobody ever remembers what was said after that. Um, so I Cullen's over. Uh, to get back to the point, Callum Wilson scored an equaliser, right? Which got mm-hmm. Daniel. It got disallowed for fucking. It got disallowed because it's Liverpool and it goes against the narrative. The cunt fucking right. got pushed. He was running with the ball through on goal, right? Takes a shot, which hits the keeper. But in the meantime, he gets pushed by Trent Alexander Arnold in the back, right? And which pushes him forward onto the ball, which repels off his arm, which is against his chest. Like that, right? He just tucks his arms in, gets pushed into the ball. The ball hits his arm. And then it didn't go in off his arm. He still finished it, right? It got disallowed for handball. He couldn't do anything but handball. And he got fucking manhandled by a Liverpool player. Got disallowed. I was fucking joyous. Screaming, Newcastle are safe from relegation. We're a point closer and all that. Right, the fucking me, right. mental health hinges on the tune at the minute, which is bad news. <laughs> bad news. Aye. But, that's not a club you wanted to fucking rest on. Almost as bad as being an Arsenal fan. Oh, but, but the opposite is Arsenal fans deserve every bad thing that. In their Japanese like their Japanese like were made finish ninth and not get Europe. My Japanese like we're not gonna be on match of the day. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get relegated. So, so uh, I like, and I, I've noticed a huge difference. I, I was getting that. I was like, I'm, I'm in such a better place within myself and all that. Recently, it's like I've just had a word with myself. I'm just putting too much pressure on myself to do things when actually there's no. And I'm tired about it. That she was like, are you not sure? That's just because you fucking beat Burnley and West Brom back at West Ham back to back, and you saw a lot safer for relegation. I was like, it's definitely that. Thanks for identifying it. I give myself all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> so, goal scores. I got fucking nuts. Right, 93rd minute, goal gets disallowed. I fucking, I'm ready to kill myself. And then fucking right. Newcastle scored again. <laughs> Joe Willock. With, uh, with an Arsenal old Joe, old Joe Willock. And um, me and Cullen both had a couple of quid on Joe Willock to score, 20 to 1, because he come off the bench. Oh, nice. Um, so, so, what, so what are you and Cullen doing for the rest of the evening then? Um, I don't know. I'm just going to try and just like, get rid of him until this is, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to drop loads of hints. Aye, is he staying at yours? Nah, he's, he's stayed over. That's how he gets you. We're gonna stay. We're gonna stay up for the UFC. Then before you know it, it's October. <laughs> he's still <Aye>. here. <laughs> what? What? Uh, what UFC's on tonight? Usman and Masvidal. Um, re- oh. Remember, I told you they were gonna do it with a full audience, and then you went ah. in Florida, and I went, "Yep, in Florida." Yeah, 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 yeah. immediately. <laughs> it's that one. It's the one with the crowd in. Oh. So man, just I, I, I'm watching it just to see a crowd. Oh man, to slightly change the subject, but speaking of crowds, uh, the show's been going great over here, except for yesterday's later show in Sydney. Now, can I just ask you, I've not pre-prepared this with you, obviously, but what would you say uh, is the fucking worst type of audience member in the world? Oh, a one, right, for me, it's a one that is interacting but they're not being hostile so you can't really slam into them because if someone's like a dick to you you're like oh a free pass i can fucking tear off on you but if somebody's just having a nice time and trying to be involved for me yeah. that is the hardest one to defuse because you can't be yeah. mean yeah yeah i absolutely agree with you uh, curiosity what's your sec what's the second worst type of um, person to have in a comedy audience right give us a, give us a second uh, to uh, mull over on this but let us tell you the best rebuttal I've heard for the previous one that I've just mentioned is um, somebody 
uh, I think it was Nick Revel sent to an audience member that was like that. You're having a good time, but you're just enjoying yourself a bit too much to the detriment of everybody else. It's a little bit like having a shit in a pool for you. Hi, that's great. Everybody else, I have to get out. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I think that uh, I don't think that was stuck because I've only ever heard it in that incident. So every time I've been in that position, I've queued it up. But then I've been like, "That's not yours. You can't use it." Yeah, that's definitely it's definitely is. It's not that fucking back catalog. Um, the other worst audience member would perhaps be, um, oh, perhaps somebody that's like laughing. I tell you who gets these uh, audience members a lot. Daniel Kitson gets these audience members a lot mm. where they're laughing. But not just because they're enjoying themselves there in the moment, because they want everybody around them to know that they're laughing. Aye. And they're like looking around, like ha ha ha, like almost pointing at themselves in the face. Ha 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 ha. I get ha ha. I get it. It's because you yeah. you do that. Ha ha. And they like they make their laughs like um, attention seeking rather than just a natural. Yeah response. yeah 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 yeah. It's it's I'm enjoying them more than you. Or I get all these jokes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would also say, uh, drunk audience members are very fucking bad. Uh, people that uh, we've spoken about before, people that whoop and cheer and just make random fucking noises are terrible audience members. And of course, people that talk to each other during a show, mm. like after jokes and discuss. Uh, I had all of them, all of every last one of those fuckers in my show Did last you? night in Sydney. Oh, man. Like, so fucking uh, Gene and Eric uh, are coming to the show and like they're bringing like 20 of Eric's mates. Like, they're basically their social group, right? And I'm like, I'd love, like, I'm, 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 I want to meet these people. I want to meet who your social circle is out here. I want to meet like the friends of my friends because you know, oh, like, it's was it, it's was so- it them that were trouble? No, because no, I've had no, that, no, no. and that is fucking horrendous when your friends bring oh, friends really? and their dicks. I had that, I had that in a, a gig in Hull, um, where I invited a friend. She came with her friends and just ruined it for Carl Hutchinson. Oh, and it was the friends close. of my friend that fucking that that spoiled it. Last right, last time fucking... I, last time I saw that person, never saw that person right. again. Right. Well, fortunately, wasn't the like all of Eric's friends and Gene's friends were absolutely fucking sound. But just man, from start to fucking finish, right? They were just drunk. It was sure was meant to start at nine fifteen, but because it's Sydney and nobody arrives on time for fucking anything because they're all Australian and they're all just like, oh, things will start whenever we turn up because we're the most spoiled nation on the fucking planet. Um, show starts about fucking quarter two, and they're just fucking steaming drunk, and. One guy just keeps fucking whistling. Some girl just comments at the end of every single fucking joke. And now, there's many ways to uh, deal with somebody like that. You can try and be funny, but my problem with people that heckle... If you answer a heckle with a funny response, that will encourage further idiots. They're like, oh, I'm going to help the show. Like, I said something, and then he said something, and then he made it funny. And it was like we played a game of comedy tennis, and I helped him. I'm a big fuck. Attention seekers get attention? In other attention seekers right. in the audience see it as a as a as a route that you can take. Yep. And 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 what that can lead you down to is it can lead you down the path that fucking Frankie and Kevin and Jimmy Carr often find themselves down, where they get heckled so much. And the reason they get heckled so much isn't because they're bad at comedy. It's because they're great at put downs mm-hmm. and people come there fucking expecting it. So I go for the opposite tactic. If you fucking heckle me, I will stop the fucking show and stare at you. Right, and I'll just show you what the difference is between when I talk and when you talk. 
and let's really see what the difference between atmosphere is. Like, I'll, start, I'll give you all the attention you want. It's all on you. Shut the fuck up. Man, that works 99.99% of the times, except in fucking Sydney. Uh, just, just let a heavy silence descend on them. Oh, man. So It's, it's I mean, like a blanket. It's, it's like a fire blanket. It's just like the whole fucking atmosphere of the room's quiet. Because you know you can get the atmosphere back. So you let the atmosphere stink for a bit, just to let them know that that was them. Yeah, that was you. You did that. That You farted in this fucking elevator, cunt. That was you. Like, never forget I am the fucking lifeguard here, and without it, you'd all be drowning. Like, that's... And, I'm, and, and man, this woman keeps fucking whistling. Some guy is so drunk that he thinks he's offended. He's just, like, booing, but not even like a good... He's just boo. And I am... And again, like, these are just little bits. So it's because the room's so big... Like, not everyone in the audience is hearing it, but I'm hearing fucking everything. So I am just fucking seething on stage. Like, there's a fucking white, hot rage in my fucking belly. As I'm just, even though 99% of the audience are fucking enjoying it and being great, I'm just like, I hope every single fucking train crashes on the way home. Like, ever. I, to me, sincerely, I think one of the rudest things you can do in the fucking world is go to a public performance of any kind, whether it's theatre, whether it's music, whether it's fucking cinema, whatever, and fucking ruin it for other people. Mm. I think it's the most selfish thing in the entire... It's so narcissistic, it's so self-involved, it's so devoid of fucking empathy and logic to sit in a room full of other people and just not understand that they all paid the same amount of money as you, that they're all there to see the one show, and you're just so stupid you don't understand that your voice fucking carries, and you should just shut the fuck up. And it was, there was about fucking 50 or 60 of them in the fucking show last night. So Gene afterwards was like, do you want to come meet me and Eric's friends? And I'm like, I need to drink three whiskeys before I do. Because if I fucking, if I, if I walk out the front of this fucking theatre, I'm going to start punching my own fans in the face. Yeah, because you hate, you hate the audience and they're part of the audience also. So like, even though you don't know them, like you've got to go and mingle with the audience. That's how it feels. Aye. And again, I didn't hate the audience. Well, no, I did hate the audience. I shouldn't have hated the audience because again, 99% and when I was speaking to Eric's friends they were like look none of us heard the heckles like we didn't know what was going on like, uh, you know, look, hey, like oh, all that thing with like oh you handled it well you handled it well and you go I don't care how like it felt shite hey did I ever tell you about when I was in Bristol and there was people just chatting on the balcony now I don't know if you ever played Bristol Jonglers probably not I think you skipped that part of your career um, the body of the audience is in this kind of dance. I just, I, I just got, I just got my, I just got my older brother to complete that level for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. Just came, just came back to the fucking you're, Xbox, be like, could you do this one, please? <laughs> you skip the early levels, the early stages. These uh, are important. They're vital part of learning. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like no, honestly, that. honestly, that gig that you played last night would have been a fucking piece of piss if you'd cut your teeth in junglers. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Me. You're not you're wrong. There, like fucking crying, crying of a battle hardened <laughs> fucking junglers act, right? So, uh, I had it where there was people in the balcony, um, like, like, like trying to talk over us. You know, like there's chatting, there's chatting. Like some people are trying to chat under the noise, and you can still hear the whispering and the like. They think they're not being heard. These cunts were actually trying to drown us out when they were talking, right? But they're on a balcony. But the balcony isn't way back. The balcony comes over the dance floor. It's like the second floor is. So it's it's just a it's just a front row of balcony. There's not much depth to it, right? The people on the floor, like Elliot. 
<laughs> not much depth. <laughs> well, not much. Um, the people on the dance floor didn't know there was a balcony. They didn't even know it was there. They just saw ceiling lights me, and I started dealing with someone on the balcony. <laughs> so it's just, it's just like you, like Simba when he's talking to his dad. Honestly, like the thought I was having a fucking moment of like an enlightenment, like I, the thought I was having a religious experience. It looked like I was talking to the heavens. But like a religious experience where you're calling God a cunt and his wife a whore. Mm. <laughs> I. It was. I just put. <laughs> And luckily, I caught on that that's what had happened because I realised everyone on the ground floor who was enjoying the gig, like, it was going all right. I had it in my hand apart from the fucking distraction up, up, upstairs. And I tried to let that go as long mm. as I could, dealt with it. Everyone went weird as fuck and I, I clicked on. Like, I, I managed to point out, like, you just don't know there's a balcony there, do you? I managed to get myself out of it. But for fucking, like, for about a minute, I sat in that fear, like, why are they, why are they pulling back? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh. So you had a rough one? No, it wasn't rough, man, man. I mean, the gig was, like, look, by any fucking, by anyone else's standards, like, it's a fucking good gig. And by my standards, it was a fucking good gig. But it's just, it's the difference between what your audience experiences and what you experience. Like, it's that bit of, like, I know they fucking enjoyed it. And I know, like, any time I fucking put the fucking people down. I mean, there was one point where I, like, I like I got angry. And I was, and it was the second show. So I was, like, several whiskeys in. So you... You know when I sometimes get drunk and somebody annoys me and I just say something horrifically arrogant because it's like from dump some recess of my brain. I'm like, fuck it, this belongs in the world now. The the one I said yes, like just some guy, because so many of the routines in this year's show like are me acting bits out. Like it's literally like it's uh, it's just me doing little fucking skits. Like I enjoy performing on stage. Like it's a good way of keeping routines fresh. And there's sometimes when the mic's in the stand and I'm just acting shit out, which is a prime time for fucking cunts to yell out. Pregnant, thankfully, because pregnant my audience, pauses. Yeah, but thankfully because more ninety nine point nine percent of my audience is so fucking sound, it's absolutely fine. But of course, because it's fucking 9.45 and it's in Sydney and people in Sydney and people in Australia in general can't handle their fucking booze and they think they can, but they absolutely cannot handle the fucking drink. Um, that he's, he's, he's just at one point, he just yells out something fucking unfunny. So again, I do the thing and I fucking, I stop and I go, I'll just let you feel like what it's like when you talk and when I've talked, that gets a fucking laugh. Uh, uh, and I just fucking stare at him like a fucking like a teacher when somebody's disrupting the class like I'll just just stare fold my arms like you're, it's your own time you're ah, wasting you went full on fly teacher <laughs> uh, and then it, uh, but I'm just cause it, and I can still hear other people around me fucking talking and I just I mean I directed it at this kind of but it was such a broad insult I was like never forget you paid to look this way and I get paid to look that way. Right? <laughs> and that is and that is something I never say on stage. That's something I only ever say to other comics whenever they've had a bad gig. It's like my way of feeling like other comics. Hey, if you had a bad gig, never forget what the whole thing is about. They pay to look this way, we get paid to look that way. Don't ever let them fucking get you down. And I was drunk, I was confident. But it takes everybody else things. with you. It takes the rest of the it nice did, It was a suicide bomb. You give the whole class detention. Oh no, I punished it. And, oh man, and none of them took it well. They were like, ah, what? And I was like, oh no. So it was like immediately to like a really nice routine. I'm like, so another thing that I think. And then. Uh, you had to actually fucking play your socks off to kind of justify that they paid to look that way. 
Oh yeah, like <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then it became like a war of just me being like, now I've got to make this worth the money because yeah, I've mentioned money. I my outer <laughs> mono. Yeah. So, do you remember that fucking time I battle rap Nick Cody and I absolutely beat him until the final verse when I just started talking about how much cash I had? Oh yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. <laughs> it was. It was. So I was like, that's what actual rappers do. <laughs> And I got loads of cars, bitches sucking my dick and everything. Whoa. You're meant to put the other guy down, not pick yourself up. I I I can't even remember the like, but it was literally something. Like I run the fucking show, I am the fucking festival. It was just like, oh boy. I don't know. I'm not saying Cody couldn't have won or beat me without that verse. I'm just saying it would have been much closer had I not. Like it wouldn't have been fucking unanimous. Absolute own goal. <laughs> oh, just self-immolation for no fucking reason. Like as if, like trying to say something to fucking like, like from the most narcissistic part of my brain. That bit that's wounded. That bit. That 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 sad pride that's not wounded because somebody's heckled me. That part of me that's wounded because somebody would dare speak when I'm talking. That part. That really evil, arrogant part. His voice came to my mouth and he should never be allowed this microphone. <laughs> yeah. I gotta fucking push him all the way down. That's the worst part of me, man. He's just for in here when I'm angry. Wait, He's not for outside. Wait, wait, I, 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 that's, my real indoor, that's my real indoor voice. That's my in-head voice. <laughs> but it's, it's important in a head voice. I always uh, preach that you should be your own hype man. Get yourself hype. Mm. Big yourself up, like fancy yourself, love yourself. Like it's always, it's always like people tell you to love yourself until you do. But the minute you love yourself, you're arrogant and big headed and you're a prick, mm. right? But, but never lose sight of it. You should love yourself. But sometimes like if you're in a position where you're on stage, elevated, amplified, fucking everyone's facing you, you're facing out. If you love yourself in that position, you do look like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you still you can't Especially, you can't still love yourself but just keep it in your back pocket I I just yeah keep it internal don't fucking audibly yell at the people <laughs> in the to see you right. and that be like it wasn't a fucking bad gig it was just again you, it's I'm literally talking about the difference between fucking perspectives like you know when an audience has enjoyed a gig and you fucking hated it mm-hmm. like that yeah. happens not not often, but it is. It's it's not uncommon. Sometimes you like, sometimes you have to really work for it, but they don't know you've had to really work for it. They've just had a good time and they've seen you on stage, but they didn't realize that you've been putting out fires in your head. You've been closing right. pauses that are normally longer for effect, but you've been closing them because you know that mm. dickhead in the front's gonna jump in if he's given half a chance. So you'll oh, close I, them gaps. Yeah. So you're doing all these me- this mental trigonometry, like the fucking equations are running through your head while you're trying to speak because yeah, you're, you're dealing with potential threats in the audience. And then you finish oh, and you're yeah. like, I fucking hated that. But the audience would not have known you were having a good time. But that's because you dealt yeah. with it well. All right, so they say that you go, I, I really enjoyed it. And you just, and like, look, here's the point. Leads don't even know their shit to gig into because you perform so well there. They're like, oh, he must have loved it. Like, uh-uh. nah, well, I always have to work a lot harder here than I do in Glasgow. <laughs> Way harder. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying Glasgow is better for that. I'm just saying I prefer them for that. You might Gla- be correct. Glasgow are such a good fucking audience for stand up because the fucking any any time they do seem to interject, it seems to be well timed. Aye. They seem to be right. able well, to. Don't f- tell them. That. <laughs> nah, in case they get, idea- fucking idiot, case they get ideas above Christ. their station. 
Uh, which, 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 which I should point out is very uncommon in Glasgow. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've always, um, I've always found um, Glasgow audiences energetic, but not. They don't take. They don't cost me energy. They have a lot of energy, but they don't cost me energy. Aye, but, Where... but, but, the, but the, the, the fucking downside to Glasgow is, like, look, if Glasgow love you, they fucking love you. But if Glasgow fucking hates you, there's very little like it anywhere else in the world. You know what as well? I'd hate to have a Southern English accent gigging in that city, man. I'd hate, I'd, hate to, I'd hate to come in with a London accent or even just like sounding like I'm from money. Or something. Yeah. Like, uh, Hello, Glasgow. My name is Tom Horton. And I'm from the Tower of London. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to drop an absolute fucking bang on this first 45 seconds, mate, or we're gone. <laughs> That's what it's like. I feel like carrying a Geordie accent. If I go into Scotland, if I go into Wales, if I go into Ireland, I feel like all these places that like might hate the English otherwise, they'll give us, they'll give us me first five minutes for free. Aye, that's. By the way, you understand that's the Scottish accent for the rest of the world, right? Aye, aye, that's it. Oh, no, just, uh, I always find it funny, like with uh, Scotland and Canada. It's like if somebody mentioned that I was Scottish, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not actually Scottish. I'm, I'm actually English." Right. right? If that happened to uh, someone from the USA, I'm not actually Canadian. I'm from I'm from America. Right? But if it happens the other way around, if someone accused you yeah. of being English, accused a Canadian Boy. of being American, you're like, "Whoa, whoa! You thought that of me? Hey. You thought you thought <laughs> I was that guy? <laughs> the, f- <laughs> the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, if I, like I'm genuinely angry at uh-huh. you because you clearly see me through some shitty tinted glasses. Yeah, it's actually remarkable you were nice to us. You thought I was from there. Uh, is so is I mean I'm I'm not to sound too fucking spoiled here, but I'm obviously out of the the loop with what's happening in the UK. So Scotland is opening up soon and, and from what I hear, by the sounds of things, we should because we're like sixty five percent vaccinated, we should be out of full lockdown by July. Three, you three UK deaths the other day. Which is pretty Wait, hold on, hold on. No, 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 again. And I will say this, now that we're near the end of this fucking thing, I will say the same thing I said at the fucking start of this, right? When they were printing the de- like the number of deaths, they absolutely should have put the ages in the bracket just so you could be like, let's find out how much of an emergency this actually is. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying an 85-year-old dying is a good thing, but I'm just saying. Aye. It's, anything could have got them. It's way worse than a bunch anything of... Anything th- could have got them. Yeah, food poisoning would have got better than a bunch of 30-year-olds <laughs> dying or a bunch of 20-year-olds yeah. or a bunch of 12-year-olds. Like, if any... No, nobody deserves to die, yeah. but it's, it is the least sad... When pensioners die, well, there's, there's just like, a lot... they are the best people in the world to die because they've had the most life. And also, in the same way that the fattest people, it's fine if they're hungry for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, I'm not saying they don't deserve to be fed. I'm just saying, let's feed them fucking last. Uh, if, 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 like, there's a lot of stuff that could just kill you in general. Then, Aye. then the the COVID getting is not the like not a massive threat to the rest of it. This is a terrible opinion to have, <laughs> but there's yeah, like, no, no. but you know, no, like no, I said, no, if no. if food poisoning or a nosebleed could be your cause of Aye. death, then Aye. then you're just that you're vulnerable. 
We should protect you. Aye. We don't need to do. We should. We don't need to do blanket yeah. rules on the whole of society. We need to protect you guys. Uh, but there was a, there was a bit of solidarity in that wall lockdown together, though. Even though we personally may not well, have been aye, a threat. But, but that was kind. That was kind of nice to have, like um, medical communism. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, well, I mean, we all communism where, in the sense where we didn't fucking pay them. Oh, like the, honestly, like the here's and I hate look for the English fans in the podcast. Like I obviously love you, and there's I, I love many parts of England. I love uh, performing in many parts of England. I like many things about it. But Jesus fucking Christ, you are as dumb as the Americans now. Like Boris Johnson is going to win a fucking landslide. So many bootleggers. So many bootleggers. Just a fuck like Boris Johnson stared down the lens of a fucking camera, and I've said this a thousand million times. And he said, "If twenty thousand people die, it's an abject failure, and a hundred and fifty thousand people have died, and fucking sixty-five percent of England is like, he's the best. He's the best yeah. to ever do it. Like Man, I honestly, there's you, nothing he could have done. Do you like? Do you like how how they call it the NHS track and trace, but they call it the government rollout of the vaccine?" When it was the fucking uh, complete other way around. It was the fucking government track and trace and the NHS rollout of the vaccine. Fucking, that, that wasn't an accident. The fucking... No. The, but, the but fucking treacherous it's, 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 it's not even good lies. And there's just... You're, it just People are holding a fucking apple under the nose of English people and just feeding them shit. And they're like, absolutely, what a lovely... What a lovely apple mousse this is. It's very smooth. There's some lumps in it, but I understand apple that. Like mousse it... sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> apple mousse. <laughs> oh, I'm just enjoying that. Uh, English people probably would enjoy apple mousse. <laughs> they would. It sounds like a very just... English dish. I just I find it so remarkable. Anyway, I like we're coming out of fucking lockdown hopefully soon, and on it, and it's all thanks to Boris Johnson and the brave Tories that did everything right since the fucking get go. God save our gracious Queen and our fucking paedophile son. Thank you, what a Boris. Job. Thank, thank you, Boris, so much. Clap, thank you, Madge Hancock, for doing everything. Clap can. for Boris. Clap, clap for the, clap for the NHS, even though they only got a one percent pay rise. This is absolutely justice. I'll believe everything I believe in a fucking. Murdoch tabloid. That being said, that like, we're we're getting out of lockdown soon, and I do feel like because uh, I'm in Australia, when I come back, things are just going to be open again. I feel like I skipped like in the exams in fourth year because my parents took me to Disneyland, and I'm just like, sorry, God, I'd love to. Do you feel, Daniel? Do you feel like you skipped junglers? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I skipped jonglers. Yeah. I feel like I skipped jonglers. That, that is your life. <laughs> your life is just well, skipping jonglers and then well, complaining well, about hardship. No, 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 Kai. This is my jonglers. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, can we tell yeah, we have to, we have to yeah, tell the end joke. Do we use yeah, do we yeah. do we use names? <laughs> you tell the story and you decide. Right, so um, 
Barry Dodd's got a got a. Um, I, I, you know what? It's Dan Nightingale telling us the story. <laughs> I'm snitching on everybody, and I think he told the story about Barry Dodd's getting. Well, you can snitch on you can snitch on Dan Nightingale because we are doing the fucking have a word podcast. Should we bring it up on that podcast in, as well? Yeah, we're doing uh, it in June. Aye, we'll bring it up. We're doing we're, we, it was, crossover. Yeah, pod. we're doing a fucking a crossover. It's like when uh, it's like when New Girl was on Brooklyn Nine Nine, huh? You guys know each other. That's weird. Because <laughs> uh, Adam Rowe had a group chat, didn't he? And fucking, what, what do you fancy a crossover? It was like fucking, um, it's like Superman looking up and seeing the bat signal in the sky. <laughs> I'd just be like, I'm getting a shag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, superhero Tinder's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I podcast Tinder was swiped, was swiped, um, was swiped correct on Adam Rowe. Right. Um, so Dan Nightingale of Have a Word podcast. Uh, I think it was Barry Dodds that was in the car of another comedian. And the comedian was driving to the gig in Wales, which was his gig. He's Carl Silky. <laughs> I was gonna... <laughs> Just say the name. Just I was going to skate around it. This is how I received the story. And, um, uh-huh. This is uh, right. Just, just so, just to confirm, this is this is Kai's lawyer here. So, this is how Dan Nightingale told Kai the story. So, any complaints about the story can be brought up with Dan Nightingale. Also, I think I've remembered it wrong because I think it was Barry Dodds in the story. But Barry Dodds is getting the lift right. He waits in the car right. They take the long route, scenic route, which is nice. You're cutting through Wales, right? You get to see some scenery. Uh, pulls over the car, guys. I'm just popping it for five minutes, and he thinks the driver, the silly. <laughs> He's going for a piss. He thinks Silky's going for a piss. And uh, he sits in the car waiting and the guy doesn't come back for a piss, right? So he gans out looking for him. He's like, where the fuck's this guy gone? And he's sat on a rock playing his guitar. He's got his acoustic guitar. He's just strumming his guitar on the rock. And he just looks up when he sees Barry. I, I don't know if it was Barry. I'm just using Barry as a place marker. I think Barry sometimes listens to this podcast. Barry, let's not if it was you. <laughs> <laughs> Silky looked at who might have been Barry and went, Ah, this is my junglas. <laughs> <laughs> what does it even mean? What? Oh. What does it even mean? <laughs> but it's now become it's become one of our favourite messages <laughs> whenever whenever there's a lulling conversation Oi. you just go Hey this is my chocolate. You know if we're just in Hawaii in the fucking pool on the on the loungers on the inflatable fucking <laughs> hey. and just in the pool and you just float float by as we a cocktail in your hand, you'll just look up and go, This is my junglers. <laughs> <laughs> it gets us every fucking time. Oh man, I was yeah. like, it's just, it's just whenever you're in your happy place, you'll say, "This is my Jonglas," which I don't, I don't <laughs> even get the reference because Jonglas isn't notoriously hard. To anybody that's not uh, getting yeah. the references so far up until this point, it's just a chain comedy club that ran like. It, <laughs> Excuse me, Kai was was, was a, a chain. It didn't, it didn't last, but like it was the, it was the hardest gig to achieve. And the hardest gig to do as a starting comic. Yeah, Not the hardest. Like, it was probably about, hard to get the comedy There was 50 of them stuff, around the country. But if you got Jonglas, you're professional because they've got enough yeah. gigs to keep you paid for life. Like for, for a, oh, for a year. For a, you, can get, you can get an annual salary from Jonglas gigs alone. So like it is like a career opener. But fuck mm. me, you dread them. And they can be really hard. And they can feel like such an achievement if you get them right. I don't know how that's... In, like. Sitting on a rock playing your yeah, acoustic guitar in the sun in the, in the countryside of Wales. 
But I was just like, every time we were happy place, what? Oh man, I was chatting. I was, I was on the gondola with um, Dan Knight and Caelan Milo McCabe. In, uh, in, in not Mary Bell Morzine and I just lay back and went ah this is my gondolas <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh. there was another one where during that holiday the reason I brought that up that wasn't the main reason I brought that story up is because um, the Charlie Hebdo's the attacks happened and uh, we've done, oh, right. done an impression of the terrorists fucking loosening that fucking cartridge <laughs> This is my junglers. <laughs> Just any time. Any, uh, what year was Charlie Hebdo? I reckon that was 2015. I feel like I was younger. Uh, oh. I reckon that made perhaps 14, maybe he's 15. Because it was that holiday, it was that holiday, I knew that I was doing the math. Oh, you're right. You were stuck in 2015 sport. Is that what it is? You know how I know that? Because I was, I had just started doing the man of the house routine, you know, with a big picture of me and me specky glasses. Well, it wasn't the glasses that was specky. It was me that was specky. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is, 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 this, is this a comedian version of, I remember where I was on 9-11? You're like, I know what joke I was telling during Heart and Charlie Hebdo. I can genuinely timestamp. <laughs> Danny... Laugh it up. I can timestamp stuff based on what my set was. <laughs> <laughs> if he can it, you better start mixing it up. Man, I couldn't even tell you what fucking year I wrote Dark in. You cannot. You cannot plug your material. Do you? Yeah. If you if you're fringe. You, oh, Man, I, don't know I was going to say that I don't know when your birthday is I don't remember dates You've done that in the WhatsApp about Mark Nelson's 40th We were like, are you 40 already? I literally tapped yeah. you up for a video For a fucking montage of videos For Mark Nelson's 40th And you sent one yeah. And then we're like, are you 40? <laughs> like, like four weeks <laughs> later <laughs> Man, I just I do, 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 think, do not fucking stick Do you think I went over the top for Mark Nelson's 39th? <laughs> I just, I just, I just thought you were trying to build it up for next year. You know that not a lot of people like Mark. It'll probably take more than a year to get a thirty-second video together from some people. You were like, <laughs> <laughs> I might get half a dozen people if I start now. I will just fucking build up. That's why I assume at this point you've started trying to get the videos for my fortieth. <laughs> You're down the line, hoping to fill five minutes. <laughs> Are you thirty? Aye. <laughs> I said that because we had a big party for you. Oh, no, we didn't. A lie. It was during lockdown. Oh, Did we talk yeah, about yeah. that? Where, oh, were, where were you open about that? Was that against the rules at the time? Oh, well, I mean... There was a false what, dawn, was. wasn't there? There was a false dawn on lockdown. So we, we, mm. when we were touring and we had that party, it feels like fucking ages ago now, but it felt like that was... Oh, fucking ages ago. I know, but it felt like that was the fucking... The world opening... Like, uh, oh no, I knew it wasn't. Like, there was no way. What? <laughs> was so, okay, no that way. said, then, if you were so sure then, how do you feel now about this one? Oh, like, oh, then I feel way less guilty. Like, I don't feel guilty about it. No, I mean, not guilt, not like, how do you feel? I mean, like, how optimistic are you that the gigs that are in my diary, the plans that we've got for oh, Portugal? Very, like, uh, very, very optimistic. Very, very optimistic for the, uh, the, rate at which the UK has been vaccinating and the rate at which America has been vaccinating. And the fact what you're doing now is already streets ahead of what we did. 
Aye, it'd be my man, you got to remember, like, the, like uh, yeah, yeah, and Australia's not getting a vaccine out here for a fucking, like, well, I mean, they've got some here, but like, they've only had 950 deaths, and Italy have kept some of their fucking vaccines from them. But, like, it is, like, once once America fucking opens, which will be July, by July, and that's when Scotland and England most likely will be open as well, uh, because uh, nobody's going to stop buying the fucking vaccine. Like, the world needs to be open. Like, I, I think we are... In the last hey, bit of this, do, do you keep up with the news much? Did no, because I, oh, I think I read um, when I because I was stoned the other day. I've been, I've been stoned for the last three days. It's been class, by the way. I've been really enjoying. How good is it? It's fucking yeah, really I... good. I spent a lot of my life not stoned, Danny. In just the Aye. last few days, I've been getting high. Oh, I've been fucking having a belter. Not not always having a belter, by the way. Let's get back to that. But I think I scrolled past something saying they've got a vaccine for malaria. Is that has that always been there? Is that, is that a new thing? Well, it, ki- it so. kills like, like more people than fucking. I, I don't. I don't know, mate. I've, oh yeah. Do a little bit. Of, I think there is a vaccine for malaria anyway, though. But, is there? Oh fuck! Well, I thought. Well, I, I thought. I thought there was a scientific breakthrough about malaria, and I was like, because I was chatting Natalie about this the other day with all of the research they're doing for vaccines. I bet you that fucking like the foundation is equipped for a lot of things now to like find vaccinations for other things because they've like. They've probably solved so much just by trying to find a vaccine for this that they're gonna answer a lot of other puzzles that are out there as well, or that are that are like not even the puzzles that aren't even brought to us yet are gonna get solved because of the stuff they've uncovered. So here you go. So there is a there was a malaria or there is a malaria vaccine which was approved in two thousand and fifteen, uh, but it's the who who World Health Organization does recommend it. Um, uh, because due to its low efficiency, or they don't recommend it in babies, but it's got low uh, efficacy. Um, which I was, is that low efficacy? Efficacy E double F I I. So it's they've got a vaccination for babies, but it's just unethical. They have to they have to put it up the bum with a cock. It's the worst. Uh, but what they're saying is, but the story in the last 24 hours, there's a vaccine from Oxford, which is said to be more than 75% effective. So hopefully, which is, I mean, fucking great news. Man, I'm just desperate. Like, the world needs to, the, the world needs to open. And it's good that it, it's getting to this point because I think the, I do sincerely worry about the long-term effects of this fucking uh, pandemic, like oh, what um, are people's like, people's it, mental health and uh, like social anxiety uh, oh, and, ac- and ac- across the fucking board. And, I think it's, and it's skills. Made, it's made hermits of people. It's made hermits of people. People now who can work from home. Who the, one of the only reasons that they were ever going outside because they had to go to work and they have to fucking see friends are now able to work from home. Now have all these fucking things and they've realised and they they enjoy staying at home. Now there's nothing wrong with that. If it makes them happy, but you know you're a fucking. But it makes you hermit. it makes you insular and it makes you like um shelled off and closed off from all of the um the fruits that life has to offer you know all of the yeah. all of the fun and events and stuff like that that you might have been on a social level to engage in you're just going to pass on them because you feel more yeah. comf- comfortable mm-hmm. your comfort yeah. your comfort zone is is compact now yeah in in, um, in, in I also- yeah go on yeah, no, I, I think people will be too scared to go out try new things because they haven't needed to. They've got this fucking safe thing and they now can do everything from home. Food's so easy to get there. Booze is easy to get there. You can live from your fucking home now and you're not forced to go outside anymore. I think, man, there are teenagers that missed their fucking last year of high school, didn't get their fucking 
fucking proms or anything kids that didn't get to fucking say their exams kids that didn't get to start in fucking high school kids in fucking nursery who didn't get uh, to experience my, my, there, are baby, there, are, there are babies that are born that like haven't seen a fucking they've only seen like three faces for the first yeah. year of their life like one of the most important years for cerebral development is the first year of your life when you get used to and just getting passed around only seen three of yeah just getting passed I, around uncles and aunties and friends and just like integrated into the community into the into the clan mm-hmm. into the tribe and all of a sudden you've got this outcast child that's nearly two but just but and it's just it's just known these two faces and I, I look things will change but I I'm not saying it'll happen well, I, I don't know. I just think there'll be huge. Yeah, huge I, f- I feel for the. This I is a bigger. F- I keep saying it. This is a bigger nine eleven. Like yeah. there is post COVID, and there was pre COVID, and mm. we are now in a different world than yeah. we were than two years ago. I've been saying about um, me goddaughter turning eighteen. She had tickets booked for festivals and stuff, and she missed like a real transitional year of becoming an adult. The transition right. between like being a child and then being able to drink, being able to go to festivals, being able to go on holiday with mates, and that th- this is this has been her like eighteen months that like was really pivotal in my in my development as a human, and she's she's been robbed of that or it's been put in suspended animation and she'll 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 get to do it down the line. But I really feel for that 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 generation, man. No, I should man, I, and also I mean I know I shit on fucking old people all the time, but like I. I th- think like one of the other long term mental effects is the amount of people that had to say, or in fact, sorry, that could not say goodbye mm. to loved ones in the past year. Like, how does that make you feel about death? How does that absolutely like to know that like somebody that you truly fucking loved, this person that lived this long, happy, brilliant life, and of course that's what celebrate, but in their fucking final moments, yeah. were alone, and they had to be, like that is, even though you weren't there, that is an emotional fucking trauma, yeah. and like literally well over half a million Brits have just fucking gone through that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm, I've got an unprocessed death, like where I lost I lost somebody, not a relative, but somebody that was really close to us, and really important to us as a role model, and um. And I, I, I found myself like the like processing the pain and the grief by like getting angry at trivial things, just getting angry yeah. at real trivial stuff. And I feel like I never really got to get back home, get amongst the people that have also been through the same grief as me over the same person. People who have like people who are feeling exactly the same as me are out there, but I haven't been able to connect with Aye, them. Which is such an important part of grief. And I, like that's what man. The reason why some funerals can be great, right, and, and and because you're there with people who are absolutely as fucking devastated as you are. In the same way that a wedding is fun, is because you're all there celebrating something. Funerals can be great because there's so many people all in the same despair, just going, we've lost this uh-huh. fucking great person. And you share it amongst each other, and that does lighten the fucking burden and it's, of it. It's such a weird one because it's like, uh, Natalie... I kind of share it with Natalie because Natalie has heard me talk about her a lot. It's someone I used to work with. Natalie's never met her. It's somebody that like Natalie hasn't met. Even when I like chat to my parents on the phone, who I still haven't seen since November, since before uh, Liz passed, uh, they didn't know her. So like even the closest you don't know her. Like the closest people mm. to me don't know who I've lost. So I haven't been mm. able to. I haven't even been able to share that grief at all, in a way. Right. And, uh, oh. and that that is for you know when you say there's 150,000 people there's 150,000 communities of people who are going through that the deaths the yeah. nucleus 
Yeah, the, yeah there's yeah, rings yeah. and rings of people around that nucleus that are suffering, and aye, and they have aye. to deal with that. Uh, sorry, just to uh, the, with the death of your friend Liz, there I uh, went to Demi Lardner and Tom Walker's house the other day, mm. um, just to see them in Sydney. How are they doing? And I was talking to. They're doing very good, and they were both asking after you. And Tom was telling me that he, the one time, or he decided to one day raid you on Twitch because you were on Twitch, and he came in with like 150 people, <laughs> and it was when you were literally grieving about uh-huh. this. And like Tom was, Tom was just saying, "Man, like I came in, and like all my followers are silly, and we're just coming in, and I've just I've told them how great Kai is. We come in." And guys just he'll be like, Hi guys, it's a different type of stream today. Like I've just watched somebody close to me. Man. And Tom's so mortified. So funny. I was treating the funeral because you know like my my stream is fucking close knit, man. Like it's literally I always have the pun intended. It's close knit. <laughs> pun not intended. <laughs> pun not intended. I've got like um a steady like forty to sixty people. It doesn't go down, it doesn't go up. It just sits in this bracket of, like, who can attend. I don't think I gain any followers week by week. I don't think I lose too many week by week. I've just got the same people coming in. It's like it's like me local. It's like having your own. It's like it's like having your own comedy club. Uh-huh. With your own audience, it just comes to see you. Aye. Punch drunk. I've I've made, I've made fucking punch drunk on the internet where I can just connect with the same people, and I love it. And every now and again, like a raid will come in like that, and I just uh, I had to I had to deal like I, I was fucking just spilling all my emotions because the reason I chose to do it is because um, a lot of people are going through it. And yeah. a lot of people are in that situation, but a lot of people don't really have a platform to share their experience of it. And I think that shared experience would be actually fucking nice for people who are also going through it. And I chose not to do it on the podcast and just to do oh. it on my Twitch stream just because it's a bit more like, I don't know, I'm just giving a bit more of my soul. And, uh, right. and I tell Mark I'm raining. <laughs> and that gear change. Hey, everyone, thanks for the followers. <laughs> what she would have wanted uh-huh. uh, <laughs> so I, I was like fucking when they come in I was like previously on and I had to give like a fucking recap just so that I wasn't just carrying on with a train of thought I was uh, I was actually letting them know what they'd worked in on I think I dealt with it alright actually I hope, I hope oh no he was, man, he was saying you did but Tom's thing was more that he was just like you know, just like mortified like I, I, I came in at like the worst time like it's like what Walking in the room on someone fucking, you're like, I'm so sorry, I came in at the worst possible time for this. I was, it was comedy timing. It was absolute <laughs> comedy timing. <laughs> it was literally like if you were doing the show dark, and then you're doing like, and then and then we, that's when my sister died, and then there's just like Have a stag do come in. <laughs> no, fucking man. When I the first year I did the fucking Melbourne Comedy Festival before I was fucking even friends with Auntie Donna, right? I was doing my show upstairs at the High Five Bar uh, at six. Auntie Donna started at seven. Now Dark was running at about fucking sixty-five, seventy minutes at that point, and they were going, "Can you cut it down to an hour?" And I'm like, "Of course I'll try," but like if I can't rush it, I can't rush it. Like the show after me is is an hour later. Like it won't be too bad, but like it's fine. Day one, right? 
I'm enjoying it. I'm getting the feel for the fucking room. I'm getting the feel for the audience. My first time in fucking Melbourne, and I and I go from six to seven, and at seven's the bit when I start getting into the Josie bit, and I fucking swear to God, that first time, and I go, and that's the moment my mother told me my sister died. I'm in an eighty-seater room downstairs, Auntie Donna, and in a three hundred, and they just go boom, boom, Auntie Donna, and a crowd just fucking wild. <laughs> it's like a shitty Melbourne venue. <laughs> whole audience loses his fucking mind and says the audience in my room so tense so nervous i who have told this joke several times and have done this show 90 times i i can't stop laughing because i'm like that is the greatest comedy timing in the fucking world and i tell you what man boy did it make me speed that show up having that fucking threat every night of just like at one point Auntie Donna are going to walk on stage and you've got to make sure you're off stage before that happens. You've got to beat it to the punch. Do you know, I had, um, I had a show at the Fringe Festival one year where they started, there was a protest show upstairs and they give people picket poles like as if they were at the picket line, you know, like like if your house is for sale, a big for sale sign, right. picket, you know what a picket pole is. And at one part of the show... <laughs> no, the, no, 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 explain it further. Like, look, sorry. so it's on like a bit of two by four. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and what, it's like card or it's plywood? What's and the... then it's like MDF and it's, then it's got like a sign on it. Um, so they started fucking out at some point in the show, started banging it off the floor and chanting, right? And then um, and it was just fucking... Just it was heckling us every day. So what I started doing is I had a bit about UKIP, and I brought the UKIP line to the time when I thought it was gonna be, so that I could bounce off it and get an eye that rallying up against us already. Like made it look like it was a UKIP rally. Oh, and I had to rearrange my entire set to fit in a punchline about the fucking thing that was happening. And then I got it so on point that I realised they they were only doing a two week run. It's when that run stopped, I lost the gag. <laughs> so at first I was infuriated by them and then I adapted to it and I was fucking gutted when they left. <laughs> oh, and um, while I remember talking about I've been getting high lately, I have been oh, I have been having a nice time. But Danny, Nat- Natalie's been away. She went um, to London because she went to part of, her, um, part of the conditions of her work, living in Scotland is that she goes back every now and again. To do some stuff in London. God, that's that's such a fucking English thing to do, man. Just let us go. Come back. Just let us fucking go, man. But uh, aye, that's disgusting. Oh, go work up north, but come back and just check in every now and again. Aye. Just get over our state of years. Aye, I mean, I, I don't know what the implications are. She might have to like interview people, you know, and it's just easier than being on Zoom. I don't know what you're saying. I, I never. It's like Matty. I don't know what the days <laughs> like. Do do the closest people to us. I've got any idea what the day for a living. All right. Do you go Chandler Bings? Absolutely. I talk to Natalie but I work every day. In fact, I lived in a fucking small flat in London where I could hear her work calls. I could hear what was happening. Any idea what she does, mate? It's a foreign Same language thing, to me. Every to every to every time somebody asks me what Cara does, and I'm going, I can tell you what I think she does, but but I also know that every time I say this in front of her, that she corrects me. But I also know that I don't listen to the correction. <laughs> like I don't update. I say something, and she goes, "That's not it. It's actually." And then I tune out, and I I, I remind myself of a gig I did seven years ago, and then she's done talking. And uh, I tell you one thing, I did take on board. And I will get back to the initial point I was trying to make. Is she was because she works in HR, right? And she said that the the way that they measure the gender pay gap, right, is get a median 
Can you remember what median is from averages in school? Where you yeah, get... it's like a, so, so, somebody pretending to be a psychic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, <laughs> the guess there's a gender peer cup. And they guess it right every yeah, time. Yeah. Men get paid more. <laughs> no. uh, they take everyone in the company, put them like in numerical order, who gets the most, who gets the least, and then the uh, middle one is the median. So they get the gender pay oh, gap. Oh yeah, yeah. As a, as opposed as opposed to the mean, which is you add them all together and you divide, divide them by, by the amount. And that's yes. the average. What's the Mo- so so the median's the one that's just in the middle. Yeah, mode is the and third. Then there's another mode. I I can't recall what that one is. A mode mode I think is whichever there is the most of, numbers of. Like if yeah. there's if there's like seven seventy threes and two eighties, it's the mode is. Seventy-three. I, th- I think I could be wrong. Right. So, uh, the, uh, uh, of the, of the three, um, they use median. And uh, one thing they've st- stopped. They've asked them to do is only give the median of people who are getting paid a hundred percent. If you've been furloughed and you're getting eighty percent, don't involve them in the statistics. So they've had to provide the statistic that just doesn't count. It just doesn't count and she's going Kai it's fucking ridiculous it's like you talk about massage in the figures it just fucking causes chaos with the figures the figure for the gender pay gap on the next gender pay gap is gonna be a problematic number it doesn't make any sense there's no reason for it so I don't know how they're about to remedy something that's so important when the data collection is so flawed that's one thing I know about her work is that she tells us about the gender pay gap and she was bewildered by the fucking figures that they have to present. And I'm just like, aye, that's fucked. I I don't know much about the pay gap except that I earn I earn more than most of them. So that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your high story? Oh, uh, yeah. So when she's away, she tells us, um, what are all of my plants, right? And she's right. telling us some instructions, but I fucking I don't know how to water plants, right? I'm like, I couldn't tell you if I've done too much water by males or not enough water by males. I can just tell you right. they've had an amount of water. Right. Right, I, they've, they've, they, they, I put water in them at some point. I didn't sign up for this. Like, I'm stepped out to them plants, and them plants to me are ginger. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that, like. That, like, I'm trying to keep these plants alive, right? So, I fucking get the watering can. I'm high. I've had it. I've had a smoke. I go and run. I water all the plants, right? I finish watering Which all the plants. Which is very bad. Like, you, you're high on plants and you're going to water plants. So, that's like, that's like you've... That's like eating meat and then going to feed the cows. Aye. Like, it's... Honestly, it's like fucking... Danny, it's like fucking Jumanji in my house, man. This house is trying to claim itself back. The earth is trying to claim it back from the inside. Like, honestly, oh, I, I got the toilet in the middle of the night. I need to take a machete. I fucking ended up gone for about a year, man. I fucking started hanging out with gorillas. It's like fucking Sigourney Weaver. So, <laughs> so amused. Wait, Sigourney Weaver? What movie? Instinct. What's oh. the movie called? Instinct? Anthony Hopkins, wasn't it? Oh, I've not seen it, so I don't know the reference. The only gorilla reference I would have would be Jane Goodall. Is that who Sigourney Weaver played? Maybe I don't, I don't know I don't know. Don't call us on my reference, Danny. I'm, prob- sorry, I'm sorry, probably wrong. wrong. <laughs> and uh, even if I'm right. right, I'm going to lose confidence in the the slightest bit of inquiry. <laughs> 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 I, I, I bullshit with confidence until I get queried on it. 
so I fucking what I'm trying to say is go just walking from one end of the house to the other is like being on walkabout I'm in the outback my house has got wait, uh, can, I, can I tell you something we've got 70 plants in the house 70 what 70 plants right I don't think we've got that many in our and you have got a living wall <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, we don't. We did. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and I don't want my house to end up like that, right? So we've got seventy. So we've got seventy plants, Daniel. Right? I water all of them. I go around every room and meticulously water every single plant. And all Did you talk to them. All I can hear, all I can hear in my head is Natalie telling their friends, "We've got, we've got 60, 66 plants. 70, 70 if you count the fake ones." <laughs> Daniel, I reiterate, I watered every plant. <laughs> All right, so you, but 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 you also at this point still don't know which one the big ones are. So you're like, I'm not gonna. No 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 no. Stop. no no no. I watered them again today, and some of them, four of them, overflowed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yesterday I was just dead high, and I finished them, and I was like, I don't know which ones to wear. <laughs> I got the idea. <laughs> and also another thing, living in the suburbs. I've never had this before, so I don't know why I'm having it now. Um been smoking Gay thoughts. <laughs> I, every time I put that spliff in my mouth, I'm like, I wish this was a tiny penis. <laughs> oh, oh, so that's why you invited Colin over. <laughs> <laughs> the irony that is is ridiculously big. The only man that's got a bigger cock than me, and a way bigger. Wait, <laughs> the only one in your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not my house anymore, man. It's just me and Carol lives together now. Carol lives with you, tag motherfucker. <laughs> oh, <Tag>. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking touched you last. Uh, Slept at your house last, mate. Oh, mate, there's a reason I'm letting this podcast overrun. <laughs> I've got to get back to that. Be slipping Natalie's knickers instead of Cara's. Which is my the funniest bit in that WhatsApp group is the joke that fucking Colin's always sniffing around Cara's knickers. You never get involved in it. You never weigh in. You never say anything. Man. You never say any you never join in with a joke. You never you never give any rebuttals. You just ghost the whole conversation and it's been a bit for about a year. And people will be like, Colin, have you ever been at games night? And you just cough up a pair of our knickers at the table. <laughs> and that'll just spin into a bit. Hey, I've heard, Colin, I'll laugh Colin, at jokes I enjoy. I'll not laugh at jokes I don't Colin, enjoy. Have I been, I'll not interrupt either. Colin, have you ever been just sat in the drum of the washing machine waiting for Cara to throw in her underwear and put you on a delicate cycle? And it'll just be like, there'll just be, Colin, have you ever? Like, there's over a hundred of them that have been in that WhatsApp group. Colin, have you ever? And it's always about sniffing your fiance's knickers. Mm. <laughs> and you've never blinked. <laughs> Yeah, just like this isn't meant to join in on. This isn't meant to push back against. This is just yeah. utter exclusion. I'm just like, all right. I'll just mind you, man. I, I'm in Australia. Like I do not catch up with. The, like, I try sometimes to catch um, up with the goat gang, but but when you wake up to four hundred messages, I'm just like, I'm uh, I I just say it. It's a, it's an that that WhatsApp is an ongoing conversation, and um, you wouldn't. Walk into a bar after people have been out the bar for three hours and say, "So then, tell me everything that everyone said up until this point." 
you just jump in when you could. Aye. Um, right. So one one last thing is uh, I've been smoking weed just through the back of my veranda because um, Josephine sent us some of these cones that you can just like. So if you mix your back and your green, you can pour them into. Just sort of struggling. And um, and sent, so you're doing full blunts then? Now I've been putting a bit of back in. And about uh, a bit more, a bit more fifty-fifty on the back. You say like a bit more than there is weed. Um, I right, so remember at the start of this podcast when you're like, I've not smoked in ages. Ah, yeah, aye. Well, this is where I'm at now, Danny. I've got a pack of cigarettes there for rolling joints with. It's been there for a week and I haven't had one. Aye, I, I, I've just and, been smoking and, weed and, like and twenty a day. Without a filter, I was about to say. <laughs> you were like. You said they're going, oh, I don't normally smoke weed, but I have smoked weed every day for the past three days. Oh, I wonder why. This is like when I moved into fucking Gar's Cube for the fucking first time. And I was like, I'm just a stoner. And the reason I was a stoner was because I was mixing fucking joints with tobacco all the time. And that's why I was smoking seven a day. And that's what led to me being the big fucking legend stoner I am now. What were your little vapes? Your wee vapes? I'm smoking blunts out here. I'm off to smoke a spliff after this. You're on me prick. All right, I'll have you. I'll have you know. I'll trigger him. I'll have you know. I've triggered. I'll have you know. I have a black friend called Nat Demina, and he is able to get me drugs all the time. Actually. Oh, can I ask if you've done his podcast yet? Yes, I have. Yeah. Because <laughs> he asked me for dirt on you. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't have much. <laughs> so, so that's Nat's podcast with his uh, uh, flatmate Marty is about uh, flatmates and stuff. So he was just asking questions about flatmates, and and he tried to phone up Gene and uh, Kai to find out if they had any horrible stories about me being a horrible flatmate. Or, uh, but thankfully, I'm not. But the story they fucking did bring up, it just Nat was just like, I just have to ask, do you wear Kai's underwear? And I was like, Well, no, no, no. Kai puts Kai doesn't collect his underwear, and then it makes its way into my underwear drawer. And if it isn't my underwear drawer. I'll wear that underwear. He's like, that's really gross. And then I went, no, no, look, look. And then genuinely, Kai, can you confirm just on camera? Are they mine? What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck's wrong with you, man? Well, that's what you've washed them. It doesn't matter. Don't put them in my fucking pile. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sift. I don't know what underwear I bought. Do you use I'm my not, toothbrush? Not... Because that's like that, but worse. Which I probably would no. use my toothbrush. No, I wouldn't use a toothbrush. But you'd put your cock in me cock strap. Oh, you've washed it. I, I, I wash in boiling hot water for three hours. I wash my like, to- toothbrush, toothbrush with toothpaste in water. Ah, uh, ah, uh, right. So now and mouthwash, and I soap. spit the wash mouthwash <laughs> back onto it. I <laughs> <laughs> um. So getting high on the porch, right? And like Nat- Natalie come out and had a spliff was on one of the nights, and the other, the other couple of nights I'm getting high and she's not. But I'm always just on the porch having me smoke. I think out of it. I've never once fought with the neighbours when I'm smoking right. weed. But I'm in the suburbs in Clarkston, which seems a little bit fucking lardy da when you look around. I mean, it's like not not lardy da like your lardy da. Your lardy da's so lardy da your neighbours wouldn't be able to smell if you had a spliff because they're that far away. You're on land, right? right? This is lardy da, <laughs> but we can't afford to have this attitude. <laughs> like semi-detached lardy da. If there's anyone from Blythe listening, South Beach. I live in Glasgow's South Beach, right? And um, I had a spliff at like three in the afternoon. Lovely sunny day. I'm in on my own. I get high after my stream, and then I look at the window while I'm making me uh, making me lunch, and I'm having a late lunch. Look, I sleep in, and uh, in the neighbours taking the kids washing doing, 
And I'm like, I don't know how much I'm overthinking this, but did she smell the weed and come out and take the washing down? Or was the washing just done? Or did she just go on, oh, I smoked it there. Wait, the washing's got to come in anyway. I might as well take it to a new. I didn't know my neighbours well enough. I sat myself on the porch and read my book for a bit, thinking if she's got a problem with the smoke and weed, she'll, she's got five kids, man. She'll, she'll be like, yeah, I've got bands. Can you not smoke weed in the garden I, during the I, day? I, she's, she's got five kids in Glasgow. That means four of them are going to be stoners eventually, regardless of what you do. Like, she could be just... a stoner. She might want a spliff, Aye. which I'd be happy to provide Aye. her with. Uh, I just had this like feeling of like, am I being a, I've never like I've never had a weirdly I've never felt like I have, I've had to respect my neighbours before. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever lived with you where you've got space to be loud and fucking obnoxious without? Oh, man, man, you you know how much I hate being loud. You know how much I hate disturbing fucking neighbours. I would. How would you? How would you? How would you feel about smoking weed on the garden when you share a got when you're on a semi detached oh, with someone? Oh, give a fuck. Kids? Give a fuck. I disagree. I I disagree with the fucking law. It's no. To me, it's genuinely no different to smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And I'm doing it outside. It's it's there is. There is no difference to me. That's why I will happily smoke a spliff walking down the street in Scotland. Because it's ma- there's no difference it's to me. It's mad. I lived in a block of flats in London. And I would think now to boot going onto that balcony where everybody else has got the same balcony. Everybody else has got their windows open because it gets hot in there. Mm. And like I never, I never once considered people living in a flat caring about your weed. Aye. When I lived in Ashton, I mean Ashton. <laughs> Anybody's gonna ever right. give a fuck about me weed, but when I'm here, yeah, right. I, 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 that's it. I this... Smoking weed, smoking weed in your apartment is how you advertise there. Uh, <laughs> just start, and then people are like, "Oh, somebody's got some bifter." Uh, and I used to love that. I'd have the, I'd have the balcony doors open in London, and I'd just smell bifter. Like it would just be like a, an ambient smell, and I liked it. I, I think I was just overthinking because I think it was just the time when she collected her washing. From me having a spliff was just like almost passive, also, man, almost passive fucking, aggressive. Like, even, man, even if you're in the posh part of Glasgow, like this is the one fucking the one of the dumb rumors. Drugs has nothing to do with class. Ah, that is nothing. true. Uh, Upper, lower, middle doesn't fucking matter. It's a personality. Either take drugs or you don't take drugs. Either take lots of drugs, take some drugs. It's it's fuck all to do with class. It's fuck all to do with area. It's fuck all. Like even man, even in the most Christian parts of fucking redneck America, you're still gonna fucking find stoners there. Like it's just how society is. Aye. Ah, that is true. In fact, like it's probably more rife for coke this neck of the woods. <laughs> Got Aye. a bit more. Uh, did dad? Aye. Uh, your dad got a Joe. Your dad got a Joe Willock tattoo before it was cool, and that's way worse. <laughs> it is actually <laughs> just when he was a, so just when he was an Arsenal youngster. <laughs> oh, when he was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad sell the tape to paintbrush to his paintball gun as a bayonet. <laughs> Your dad makes his own Oreos with Guinness shits and cum. <laughs> oh, that's gross. That's, gr- that's fucking gross. That's weirdly grosser than when I suggested vaccinate, vaccinating babies up the bum. <laughs> oh man, fucking four years of this podcast. I think that's the best reaction I've ever got from a dad joke. 
Also, just just can I just say artistically, Guinness shits and cum is such a satisfying punchline. Just linguistically, uh, it's only a four-word punchline, but fuck, does it pack a punch? You know what? As well, it'd be s- such a horrible texture between the two burger bits of the Oreo, <laughs> like it would slip. It would slip off the comb. This, yeah, <laughs> oh, get, this is going to be a very, very unique reference. But for anyone who's watched Drop Dead Fred, you know when he makes his mud pie and he pours milk on top of it. I imagine it's like that type of. <laughs> I can't remember the reference, but I'm gonna. I'm definitely oh, gonna watch that movie again. Your dad. Uh, you your dad dropped 125 pound on the band and he quit his job and left your mom. <laughs> Your dad scratches his ears with his feet. <laughs> Your dad puts one sock on both feet then puts them in one welly to go fishing in the hope that he'll pull a mermaid. <laughs> Your dad wishes Mel Gibson had a podcast. <laughs> I do! I do! <laughs> I want to do a podcast about Mel Gibson's podcast. <laughs> Just like the Talking Dead is to the Walking Dead, we would do the aftermath. Oh, Sarah's Pasco is to Sloss and Humphreys on the road. <laughs> oh, for fuck. Is this in a Patreon episode? Keep it in your pants. <laughs> your dad rock bottomed your granddad's corpse into the coffin because it's what he would have wanted. I is, and he hasn't risen from the dead since. So... No, not like last time. <laughs> uh, the Undertaker was there. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on your dad joke. <laughs> your dad's got small tits for a fat lad. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He really does. Um, wait a minute. Like, when we stop the podcast, you just want to chat for another couple of hours. Just Colin's here. I just want to back through. <laughs> I'd love to, but I've got to. I've got to go smoke a spliff just in case Cullen's in the WhatsApp chat. <laughs> oh, he, was, he was. He was in it while I was sat next to him, man. I, I was sat next to him watching the football, having a lovely time. Two mates, right? I'm looking at the WhatsApp just to see him antagonising you as a boot Batman and that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how can you be so lovely in person but just such a wretch in real life? No, no, wretch in WhatsApp. Oh yeah, I sorry. What did I say? For a habit that was. You said, you said, how can you be such a horrible person in real life, but such a wretch in real life? Like, no, you're just, you're no, just no. slamming Colin. No, you heard. You heard. <laughs> um, I'll do a podcast with Colin while he's here, but he has the, he has the twist. I'll not tell him it's recording. <laughs> <laughs> just twist his nipples till he convinces a bunch of stuff that he didn't do. Uh, right. Right, mate. Enjoy your reels. Alright, good riddance. Bye. Bye.